Welcome back to the Dare to Dream podcast. This is Vincent Van Patten, and today is a solo episode. It is going to revolve around this idea of life being a continuous exploration while struggling. So let me tell you a story, how this came about, why I'm thinking about this. Well, for me, as you may know, if you are a listener to the Dare to Dream podcast, or if you've ever read some of my writing, I sometimes write about dealing with chronic pain. And for me, that is chronic back pain that I'm working through, emerging from, and healing from with the help of Brendan Backstrom, a.k.a. Low Back Ability. Shout out. He's literally been my guiding light in this, and for the first time in seven years, I know that I have an actual way out. And what I've learned over these seven years, and more specifically, last week, this was... I didn't come up with this this line. It was gifted to me both metaphorically and physically, but I'll tell you about that story first. So last week I was, it was my day off and I was hurting a bit. I, you know, I'm doing this, this program with my back. It's five days a week of workouts and mobility stuff to heal the back. It's not just to get stronger. It's to specifically fix this chronic back issue that I'm going through. And then once that is solved, it's to make your back stronger than it's ever been, specifically training the lower back. But even though it's definitely a journey, it's not a perfect uh, fix, one size fits all. It's going to be a lot of trial and error and really figuring it out, well, with the help of Brendan, but what works for you and how you're going to have to solve this by feeling your body and what you need and how slow you should go and what you can do. And it's a journey. So each day I'm testing, pushing a little bit further what I can do. And and then once you kind of level out at a certain stage and you could handle, say, 30 free weight, like just body weight, back extensions, then you move to single leg and you kind of test that for a while. And so it's gaining strength and mobility and healing chronic back pain. But even though I did, you know, the full five days of workouts, um, I did some mobility stuff just on Sunday and tweaked my back a bit. And that's it's part of this process. It's lots of highs and lows, but it's trial and error. And of course, that was extremely frustrating because it feels like I'm giving all that I can to this and still having to deal with the lows. And that can be very frustrating. And I went to Osaka Chikai, which is a matcha shop here in Osaka, Japan. And because the owner, Kaoru, who was pretty much a mother-like figure to one of my best friends, Santana, who was living in Japan for a bit, she told me to come to the matcha shop because she had something to give me. I was like, okay, great. I'll be there on Monday. 
And I was hurting a bit that day. My back was out and just kind of trying to manage it and still not waste the day because as I'm sure many of you, probably all of you know that it doesn't, you know, just because it's the weekend or because you should be happy doesn't mean that things are going perfectly. It's, it's hard. And that's the theme of this and why it's so poignant to me, this, this concept of exploring while in the struggle. So I'll get to that soon. So I go to Osaka Chikai and I'm still trying to enjoy the day. It's beautiful, beautiful day. And, um, you know, I'm managing the pain, but I get there and I hang out for a bit. I meet a new friend. We're talking for a while. And at the end of it, it was like two hours. I'm just drinking matcha, having a good time. And Karu gives me this book, The Art of Tea. And she says it's from her and Santana. And she never brings up pain or really asks what I'm feeling or anything. It's just she's working and we don't get time to really get down and talk deeply. But it's just great to see her and always warms my heart. And on the surface, I'm always trying to be joyful and hopeful and carefree. and But underneath, I'm definitely dealing with this pain. And for me, it's physical. And for a lot of us, maybe it is physical, but maybe emotional or mental. It could be anything, but it's not easy. And later, I just at home, um, and I open the book, kind of falls open on my bed to the first page, which I hadn't even opened. And it's just this beautiful letter from Kaoru. And I'll read it. It says, Dear Vinny, life is a continuous exploration while struggling, trial and error, failure and success. When you feel tired, have a cup, have a cup of tea. <laughs> Lots of love. Kaoru and Santana. And she didn't know what I was going through. I never told her that that day I tweaked my back and was just really frustrated but Santana told me later that she could almost feel could feel it and she said she was worried and if she's listening to this you Karu have some special powers because I was dealing with something and she said that when she gave me the book and I left she felt better and she didn't know that I needed that message that I opened it that day and it's been the guiding light for past week of just my thought and inspiration and it's actually allowed me instead of being frustrated and thinking why is this happening to me what am I supposed to be doing do I have to keep kind of powering through and just do the workouts anyway even though I'm hurting I've decided just to take a week off and not do anything and just let my body kind of heal heal a bit <laughs> I guess you could call it that because went to Tokyo yesterday for the night to a concert and that that'll be part of the story later but I've taken the week off and just going to come back and get it going again next week with new mentality and new energy and kind of not start over but just falling off the horse get back on and this concept of life being an exploration while struggling is so important to me because it has defined my last my, my 20s I got injured when I was 21 and I've been dealing with this 
mystery ever since of how to heal and fully and to be just pain-free. But throughout that process, I have lived such an extraordinary life. Just, you know, since graduating college, it's only gotten better. And everything has far far surpassed my wildest dreams. Living in Japan, taking writing as a career, and a creator seriously, sharing my heart and soul and what I truly feel. And in all of that exploration, finding out who I am and what I'm made of. And that is the person who tries to be hopeful and joyful and full of light in that difficult time, in the struggle. Because there really isn't another option. I was thinking about this, like, why is this so, why is this hitting me so hard? Like, I put her note as my home screen on my phone just to see it every time I open my phone. It's because so many of us, I'd say all of us, if you're a human being, you are dealing with something, there isn't a choice. It's like, I often tell myself as a teacher, like, man, if I just wasn't in pain, this would be, I'd breeze this job, dealing with kids and stuff. Because every day that I do feel, you know, 90% pain-free, which is not very often, is a gift. And I'm like, wow, I don't have to, Think, even though I'm still thinking about it, like, am I going to, you know, do something or how can I just stay at this level? It's my, my pain is, you know, my, a three is most people's just baseline zero, of not feeling their body and not thinking about it. It's constantly, it controls my life and I try not to let it, but it's just the reality of the situation. And it, whether it's depression or anxiety or, anything that is it's not like we can start living right when we figure out this problem we have to live as we deal with it we have to continue exploring as we're struggling and dealing with life that is what makes us who we are and that is where we learn from and i realized that those so it was pretty much like sunday and monday i was pretty hurt i was just yep tweaked my back and then those two days I was in pain but they were two of the most beautiful days ever you know physically the sun was out and shining and it was just a beautiful day but I learned so much and met such interesting people just serendipitously Sunday I met you know a fellow traveler at Kauru's from Germany and we just had a fascinating talk and Kauru gave me the book and it was just a beautiful experience. And then Sunday I went to this park and I was just ambling through and came across a pop-up uh, fair. I don't know if you call it a fair. Pop-up just food food trucks and a DJ. And I was wearing this Mount Fuji shirt that you get from climbing Mount Fuji at the Ninth Station. It says something about the Ninth Station. Can't exactly read it in Japanese, but it's a sweet shirt. And this guy noticed it. And he's like, oh, Fuji. Like, got into a talk about the night station, told him I climbed it, and he was the DJ. I didn't even know that. He wasn't DJing at that moment. But I love the dance. I'm a dancer. Love music more than anything. And if there's an opportunity to dance, I will take it. Nobody's dancing. It's just, it's an open court. And we, I just started talking to this guy. And 
follow on, on Instagram and then we're looking at my Instagram page and he notices that Adrian Bianco follows me. And he's like, Bianco, like, how do you know him? And I tell him my story of Adrian Bianco is a German expat who lives in Tokyo. And he runs this magazine, this online publication called Sabukuru. It's kind of counterculture, Asia, South Korea, China, Japan, fashion, awesome stuff that I'm just creativity that I'm very interested in. And I want to move to Tokyo in April and work for Sabukuru. And he, this DJ, knows Adrian Bianco. And we sent him a picture. We sent him a message saying, like, this kid wants to work for you, wants to come to Tokyo. And I just couldn't believe it that just this random little event for me dancing and wearing that shirt, another star aligns that is just telling me that I'm on my path. That even if, who knows if Bianca saw it, he's whatever, huge on Instagram. And that's not the point. The point is that from enjoying life and seeking beauty and who I am and how I connect with the world, another star lit up on this great journey. And that brings up another point, another quote from Rumi. And it says, if everything around seems dark, look again. You might be the light. That is so powerful and important to me because I believe that no matter what we're going through, if we can help somebody else, even when we're struggling, if we can even just smile when we're going through something and be the light in the world, you don't know what kind of impact you could have. And as I said, and I say often, we're all going through something. And even when we're struggling, you just don't know who else needs what you have to give. We get so caught up in our own worlds of I'm going through something and I, I mean, when it's pain, that's kind of all you can think about. All you want to do is get out of it. But even in those dark moments and you're looking for a light, you're looking for a helping hand or something just to pull you from it, pull you from yourself, you could be the light for somebody else in that darkness. And I think we have to be. In our modern world where we're told everything is going wrong, that everything is changing and there's wars and everything. We all want to find the light. We want to find a glimmer of hope in the darkness and we're looking for it. We want some good news for once. We want to see the ways that the world is changing in positive ways, which it is, but we don't hear about it because the negativity is what riles people up. It is what boils our blood and gets people excited. So that's all you hear. You don't hear about, oh yeah, in the last... 50 years, poverty has decreased this much and there's no more famines. And But anyways, it's up to us as individuals. It is up to us to be the light in this world. And that is something that I've realized as I've gotten older. When you're a kid, you do think the world is this kind of cookie cutter, like what can go wrong? you know, Disney kind of movie. And the world is a dark place. It can be. It can be very difficult and lonely and scary. 
but we just don't know what human beings are truly capable of just from being ourselves and from being real. I've just realized as I've faced the world and what I truly love and who I want to be that it's up to us as individuals to be the light. And when we're hurting, when we're struggling, to continue exploring what that means. The thing that makes me happier than anything, and I remember it on that night leaving Osaka Chikai, <laughs> I was crossing the street, the sun's going down, it's dusk, my favorite time of day. Well, I love them all, but dusk is just that mystical purple skies and the moon's starting to shine. The moon is shining overhead down the road and just looking at people crossing the street and it's kind of that hazy light where you know eyes start to sparkle in different ways and people are beautiful in different ways and there's shadows and lights and just seeing somebody just smiling and nothing in particular but just walking across the street and smiling to see that people still smile that gives me hope to see that there's nothing there doesn't need to be something to smile about to to smile and if that gave me a little light, a little flicker of inspiration. I mean, we all have the potential. We all possess that capability to smile in the train station, on the train, in the grocery store, to spark up a conversation, to compliment somebody just because you think their jacket's cool, not because you're looking for something in return. We are the light in this world. As human beings, we all possess that doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, where you come from. We all connect on that, that light is, that is within us. We are a starry night. So, Tokyo. <laughs> Last thing I'll say about just the exploration in the struggle the struggle is what's beautiful about life. We wouldn't want this cookie-cutter fantasy world that I thought life might be as a kid. Not to say my childhood was easy by any means. It was very unique, but had its unique challenges as well. And realized that it ain't perfect. And even though it's a scary world, it becomes less scary when you face it. Because that's when we start talking to people and seeing people and meeting people like Kaoru, Santana, and the millions of, I don't know if I met millions of people, the countless people that I've met who have made me so inspired and happy. And I believe that is, that is the norm. I believe it. I have faith that people are good and we all want to connect. And we want, as we're looking for that light, you know, we want, we want to find it. And I think if we trust people and not naively, if that's a word, but if we trust people and we keep our wits about us, I think people will, will surprise us in good ways and show you that, you know, they, they got the light in them too. And <laughs> we're all trying to shine, but Jorge Luis Borges, maybe it's George. He's a great quote, a writer, and I believe generally all persons must think that whatever happens to him or her is a resource. All things have been given to us for a purpose. And as an, art, an artist must feel this more intensely. All that happens to us, including our humiliations, 
our misfortunes, our embarrassments, all is given to us as raw material, as clay, so that we may shape our art. And that's what my first book, Arrows of Youth, that's the concept, that whatever happens to us is an arrow that we stow on our back to fortify us as we move through life. No matter what it is, I mean, my physical pain has been the greatest arrow in my quiver because it's, I mean, I'm telling the story because of this. Our struggle is our superpower. Our struggle is our destiny. Trying to figure out why, why it is, what it means, how it's shaping us, how we could get through it and use it as fuel. The struggle is beautiful. And if we can explore and kind of dig into that, and as I was kind of tie up a loose stud from earlier, it's not black and white, like, okay, life is great now. Now I could start enjoying myself and thinking differently and reading stuff just because I'm feeling great. You got to live your life despite the difficulty too. And that doesn't mean that there isn't time for shutting down and just sitting in it. But it means that even if I'm in pain, I still got to get up and do what I got to do because that's what takes my mind off of it and helps me get through difficulty too is writing and sharing and being as vulnerable as I can and looking for the beauty. I think that's what it comes down to that, you know, when the world does seem dark, it makes me seek the light. I'm looking for what makes life beautiful when I'm hurting. And that often makes it the most simple things. When I'm in pain, just the walk in the sun changes my whole perspective or the smell of a rose (laughs) it's true though so tokyo and how this relates so one night in tokyo i was going for post malone and this is another one of those things that i believe is fate and what i consider fate is that if you feel that thing that voice inside of you that calling into the unknown if you follow it courageously, stars will shine that you that will guide you on your path through that unknown. That is fate. Fate is, even though I was hurting, I met that DJ who knew Bianco and just another connection. Fate is coming to Japan, not thinking that I'd make any friends and immediately making a group of best friends. This is stuff that has happened because I haven't stopped seeking and exploring despite what's happening in my life. So, Post Malone. About a month and a half ago, kind of a challenging stretch I was dealing with, and for some reason I just started diving into Post Malone. Just, guy's a legend, great music, (laughs) big fan. And I have been for years, but it was kind of a new resurgence into him. It's kind of a, he's, he's 28 as well, like me, and he's gone through chapters for sure of the young young rapper and he's definitely matured he's a dad now which is wild and awesome and um yeah digging his new music and started listening to a lot of it and then i saw him on joe rogan like, oh sick he's on joe rogan four hours of just them bullshitting and it was awesome and i'm like dang i would love to go to a post malone concert i'd love to just go to any concert like I haven't been to a big concert in japan and 
I've never been to like a huge rap show or just like in a stadium. It's always smaller shows, which I love. But I was like, I want to go to a big show in Tokyo. I look up Post Malone. He's coming to Tokyo in two weeks. And I'm like, no way. That's insane. What are the odds that I just, I'm just drawn to his music randomly out of the blue? I guess because he came out the new album, but I just got super into it and then just loved him on the podcast and then was just itching to go to a concert. And then two weeks later, he's coming to Tokyo. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going. And uh, I'm just going by myself one night. Let's see what happens. So got back yesterday. So it was, it's Thursday now. I went on, it's Friday now, went on Wednesday. A little nervous to go by myself, but I love just these solo expeditions because you, you could be anyone. And I believe when you have that freedom, you just are the truest version of yourself. It is if you act courageously, it's just pushing against your own boundaries. So these opportunities are a little scary, but I mean, just beyond fun and interesting. And you learn about yourself and just the introspection and I'll get into it, but I get there and it was just, I'm not going to walk through the entire thing, but the, in the essence, I was just trying to see how, how much fun I could genuinely have on my own, how many connections I can make, not to gain anything, but because I sincerely just wanted to talk to people and I want to be that light, to be that light because we are all looking for a connection. That is why we are here. It is so obvious that that is it. We love connecting. We're on this earth to be friends and to be, to connect heart to heart and to just get underneath the surface of what the hell is really going on. And I believe that is just to understand each other and have fun together. And started on the plane. (laughs) The guy in line in front of me as we're getting on from Osaka, just this big dude and like, not like fat, but just very tall and just big. And it's kind of like, uh, I forget what the guy's name, but he plays Aquaman, that vibe. And we're standing in line and he looks back at me and kind of smiles. I have a mustache now. So he's probably like, interesting. And don't really talk then, but of course, he sits next to me on the plane and we start chatting it up. He's Australian and they have a certain way about them that is frivolous and quite amusing. And first he sits in my seat and I'm like, oh, yep, that's my seat, window seat. I picked that. And I was kind of just waiting for him to to realize it. But I'm like, I think that's my seat. He's like, oh, sorry, doc. Uh, starts moving and then he sits in another guy's seat. <laughs> I'm like, do you know? Do you not know which seat is yours? And uh, it's Japan, so it's, you know, things are by the book. And the stewardess is asking which seat is his. He's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I guess I'm just being lazy. I got to go check in the uh, overhead. And I like, guess his ticket for like the overhead. And the guy whose seat he was in was, uh, he's like, I'll sit over there if you guys are friends and you're talking. Like, ah, sure. Um. So we're just chatting it up and tell him, you know, about my story and going to Tokyo, Post Malone, what have you. The stewardess made him move to his own seat, but that was just the first little connect of 
you know, I'm not always talking to people on the plane, but it kind of just happened naturally and it was pretty hilarious. So that set me off on the right foot. I'm like, yep, this is going to be good. And I'm cruising around Tokyo. And as I'm, I mean, I guess I'll walk through a couple connections, but just in line, waiting for the bus. You know, a lot of times with things like concerts and where everyone's trying to act cool, you got to go the other way. Be the one who's not trying to look cool, but is talking to everyone. It's just having fun, being silly, being themselves. That's nerve-wracking too. It does feel like sometimes that you do have to force it. If that's not you, maybe that's not you, but nothing wrong with getting out of your comfort zone and trying. And Because uh, I just want to be somebody who brings people together, especially at a place like concert. Like We're all in line waiting for the bus and just, you know, people are with their friends and stuff, but nobody's, no inter-conversations of just talking to the person behind you and getting out of your zone. I mean, and when you're alone, it's a great opportunity to do that or else you're going to be flying solo the whole time. And that's fun, you know, has its own merits, but talk to people. So I was just talking to a couple legends behind me in line, just funny kids. And the night kind of went like that, just making random connections and having a good old time. And, you know, being that, being that light being that connector and that's pretty much it that's pretty much the crux of the story if everything around seems dark look again you might be the light just because things might not be going well you're uncertain unsure don't know what to do you're hurting that doesn't mean exploration has to stop dig into that see what it's all about because all we have is now and it's not like we have to do anything or even create anything or be the best version of ourselves whatever that means like in that pain but it just means being in it and continuing to seek what it means because today is all we have today is all we have and there's so much beauty in it, even in the struggle. The light shines brighter when things around seem dark. You could be that light. Peace, y'all. Much, much love. So grateful for you, this journey, being able to share this. It is truly such a gift. It makes me so happy. And me and Greg are never going to stop. As I travel the world and try to find... Well, I don't think I'm looking for my home. Home, as I've said, is where they're friends. Home is where we could be ourselves, where we feel some sort of connection. I feel that way pretty much anywhere. Because when you are connecting with other people, you realize that we're all looking for that feeling ourselves. So I was going to say as I'm trying to find my home, but this is the life I strive to lead and that I truly enjoy. So me and Greg... We're always going to keep trying to find the best way to do this. But for now, solo episodes on my end mostly. And then Greg is crushing it right now with bringing on interesting guests with unbelievable stories. And we're going to try to keep doing the us two together episodes because we love that. And love y'all so much. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.